Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. God bless you this morning. This is Pastor Prince. We're going to be doing our show, or should I say our service, from the studio today. Check one, two, three. Check, 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 one, two, three.
eight minutes from our sermon to start. Five minutes away from our sermon to start this Sunday morning, December 29th, 2019.
catch up on all of season one from for free all summer. We got a brand new one I'm going to share with you now. Are you ready? Goes like this. Make the lame man walk again. You call the dead to rest. And that's why we dance and live with you. do it all again. Yeah. Still water. You restore my soul. When you become a believer, the spirit is made right. Sometimes the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hold in it due to things that happened in the past hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister, Leandria, here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story. Deliver me Cause all I seem to do is hurt me Oh, oh, oh. 
myself from my overthinking. If you're listening out there, just repeat after me if you're struggling with your past and say, Let the Lord know. You say, Oh. He wants to restore your soul. You say, Themselves in prayer. Leave my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will give them heaven. Break it on down. So it is. It is so. Amen. Now, when we pray, we want to end that with a declaration, a decree. So I'm speaking for all of you listening, starting here, starting now. The things that hurt you in the past won't control your future. Starting now, this is a new day. This is your exodus. You are officially released. Now sing it for me, Leandria. God bless you. Good morning to each and every one that's listening to the sound of my voice right now. We just want to thank God for another day of grace, another day of mercy. He didn't have to do it for us, but because he is who he is, we are able to say thank you, Lord, and carry on with the day. Y'all know that this song uh, has been burning in my soul for quite some time. This is my exodus, and I'm declaring for each and every one of us our exodus from whatever it is that the enemy is trying to bind us down in right now. We're going to continue on with one more song of praise and worship. We're going to open up with some prayer. And once we get done with this song of praise and worship, we'll get right into today's message. Amen. God, we want to thank you for another day that was not promised to us, but because of your grace and your mercy, we're able to say thank you, Lord. Lord, let these clay lips speak truth and power to these your people. Let no hurt, harm, or danger come to anyone within the sound of my voice right now. We are thanking you for life itself. We're thanking you for the blood of Jesus, and we're thanking you for an opportunity to right our wrongs. We want to give you all the glory, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to start off with this old 
familiar song, and we'll come right back with our word from God. the next paycheck, tell you what you ought to do, I'm a witness, he's all to do. Work it out. Work it out. Work it out. 
I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're going through. This right here don't get old. You got to declare it for yourself and for those who don't have sense enough to declare for themselves. Let my people go. Uh. Who the sun sets free is free indeed, my God. See, some of us don't even realize that while you're going through, it's already worked out. It's already worked out. You got to know that. You got to understand that. It's already worked out. My God. Come on here. What we ought to do? Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise because you are worthy of everything. In Jesus' name, it is done. In Jesus' name, it is done. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. And amen. I'm going to ask that you would meet me in the book of John, the sixth chapter of John. There will be one verse on this morning. Thanking God for his grace and for his mercy. Amen. John 6 and 27, King James Version is our Bible of preference. Amen. 627 simply reads as such, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but that meat which endureth until everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him, I'm sorry, yeah, for him hath God the Father sealed. Amen. I'll read that one more time, John 6 and 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him have God the Father sealed. And this morning I want to share with you work on things eternal. 
work on things eternal. There was an old hymn we used to sing, Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Then it would crescendo and say, Build your hopes on things eternal. Jesus had just got done feeding the multitude with the five loaves and the two fish. And according to the scriptures, it was over 5,000 men, not to count the women and children who have been fed this meal, and took a boy's lunch and provided not only a meal, but had enough for 12 leftover baskets. That's the type of God that we serve. But in the midst of Jesus feeding the multitude, he's addressing them right now. There's a flock of people following him, and many people are following him, but not with the right intent. Jesus declares in this passage that you guys are really only following me for food. You're hanging around me because you know you're going to get a meal out of this. But he says, don't follow me for the stuff that can go bad, for the stuff that can spoil, for the stuff that can perish, but follow me because I am the source to eternal life. That's why you really should be following me, which leads me to my first point. People were really just following Jesus to keep a meal. They didn't care because, remember, it was the same people that he fed that cried out to Pilate, crucify him. So just because people are willing to eat with you don't really mean that they down with you. They just want to get what they can get while they're getting is good. So he wants us to understand that serving God is bigger than things. Serving God is bigger, bigger and badder than food in your belly. Because, see, he's the type of God that he said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He's going to do that on principle. So if you just line up, he'll, he'll feed you when you ain't got sense to know you need to be fed because that's the kind of God he is. But if you're going to follow God, he wants us to follow him with a pure heart, not with a heart full of agendas, not with a heart full of hidden motives, not with a heart of what can I get out of this, what's in it for me. The fact that God sent his son Jesus through 42 generations is enough for us to want to be able to serve him, want to be able to serve our brothers and sisters, regardless of the slight inconvenience that it may cause us from time to time. I'm just saying. So the next point I want us to, to really understand is don't be one of those guilty of serving the Lord trying to find an angle. You can never, ever get ahead of God. You can never be one to outsmart God. That was Satan's downfall. That was some of these organizations' downfalls. They tell you, well, you can learn and hear as much and know as much as the pastor and the preacher before he even says what he said. Is that why you're serving God, so you can be the smartest one in the room, or are you serving God so you can have eternal life? Because having all the wisdom in the world, having all the knowledge in the world without peace and salvation in your heart, you still will end up in hell. 
There are good people who won't make heaven. There are people who've done good things, good to their families, good to their friends, and, and good, but because they're not serving things of eternity, they won't make the mark. That's not Pastor Prince saying that. That's the scripture. Not everyone that served the Lord will set and sup with the Lord. So we need to understand that when we're focusing on serving and, and doing things that are going to build on our eternal lives, our eternal lives, that's what's more important than anything. I can die with a credit rating of 100. And I can die with a credit rating of 750. You may have had an advantage with me here on earth, but if you don't know who God is in your life with that 750 credit score, ain't enough credit in the world, in the universe, that's going to make it right with God. So when I seek things eternal, yes, we want wonderful things. Yes, we want some some some. Uh, things of luxury and, and of comfort here on earth. That's part of the human thrive. But don't let that be your human consumption only. Because you can have the big house, the big car, the fancy clothes, and money in the bank, and, and, and still be missing in the Lamb's book. So we need to make sure that we're focused on things eternal. The next point I want to have us understand is that serving God is eternal as well as internal. What am I trying to say? You don't have to go around toting a Bible, quoting scripture every time somebody speaks to you. You simply have to live a life. And how do we live the life of seeking things eternal. Sometimes you have to internalize some things when you want to be as verbal as on a mountaintop, shouting to everybody, look and listen at the injustice that has been served to me in this manner. But at some point, sometimes you just simply got to hold your mute. You got to keep it within to understand that I have all the authority to say what needs to be said, but guess what? I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let go of the steering wheel and let the Lord take over. Why? Because I'm seeking things eternal. Now, sometimes don't, don't, don't back into a crawfish hole and always internalize something and then become a welcome mat. You got to have some balance in life. You got to pick and choose. You got to know when to hold them and when to fold them, baby. And understanding that God is going to always be in control. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And because no weapon formed against me shall prosper, they can plot all night long. You get your rest and let God continue to do what he already said he's going to do. Because trust me, it's already done. It's already done. So we're, we're working on things eternal. We already understood that people were following Jesus just because they can get stuff. You got people following you just what they can get out of you. They say they down with you until a crisis comes up. They say they got your back until you turn around. Ain't nobody there but Jesus. So if they're going to bail out on you, you might as well hold on to him. We also talked about don't be guilty 
of serving the Lord simply trying to find an angle. The only angle that, that you should be focused on is to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And you don't have to tell everybody about what you're doing and how you're doing it. As I stated earlier, simply live the life. The angle is to hear well done. Serving God and doing for God is not about photo opportunities. I'm going to say that again. Serving God is not about a photo op. It's no time for you to jump in front of a camera, to be taking selfies and putting them on social media, trying to prove and show everybody how saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled you are. Live the life. Live the life. If you truly seek to please God, if you truly seek things eternal, you'll know and understand the scriptures. When man gives you your reward and accolades all here on earth, baby, that's it. That's it. You want to look good for man and shine for five seconds, I'd rather shine for eternity. Yes, sometimes it's a lonely walk. Sometimes it's a suffering walk. But guess what? Only what we do for Christ will last. Yes, I know, you know, you're watching people getting accolades, getting ahead, getting big bonus checks, and they're cheating, they're low life, they're, they're, they're the scum of the earth. And it's frustrating, it's aggravating. You say, Lord, why me? You got to understand. You got something much bigger, much better. Would you rather hold on to a million, two million dollars and miss heaven or have what you need and spend eternity with Christ? And I'm not saying money is not important. We need to truly understand money is truly important. It's a necessity here on earth. And sometimes when the truth be told, you analyze where you are right now in life. I promise you God is not mocked on his word. You have everything that you need. Our struggles are coming from wants. Our dilemmas are from wants. Our eyes got bigger than our belly. And I say, I won't, I won't, I won't. And then you realize you couldn't afford. So then you get into a jam. And you start crying out, Lord, deliver me. And he'll hear you, but you've got to be willing to let some things go and start seeking for eternity. I hope I'm talking to somebody this morning. Amen. When only what we do for Christ will last is just what it says, just what it means. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. Be in every newspaper known to man. Be on every radio show, every television program. But if it didn't please God, it didn't mean anything. It did not mean anything. So while we are making our resolutions for the new millennial, and we are Working things out, I say the new millennium, but the new decade is what I meant to say. And we begin to work things out and hold fast to 2020. How much better are we going to try to position ourselves to be better servants of God? How much are we going to position ourselves to be better sons and better daughters? How much are we going to position ourselves to be 
better husbands, better wives, better brothers, better brothers, better sisters. How much are we going to focus on that? How much are we going to surrender the wheel and let Jesus take over from A to Z? Because when we're building our hopes on things eternal, that's where the rubber truly begins to meet the road. And understand that God has not forgotten us. Notice I included us because you're not alone. You're under attack just like I'm under attack. The enemy don't care for you just like he don't care for me. And I can't even take that person. You know why? Because Satan has a job to do. We have a job to do. And our job is to continuously seek his face, not his hand, his face. Seeking his hand is lazy. Seeking his hand is easy. It doesn't require much for you to hold your hand out. But when you seek his face, you got to forsake certain things. You got to even forsake yourself at time so you can focus on his face. Because now I'm looking straight toward the prize of the high calling. And when I look at the prize of the high calling, it's going to cause me to have to uh, uh, overlook some, some stuff that I'm focused on. It's going to cause me to have to overlook some things that, that I thought was important. But the closer I get, the, the, the closer and the more I seek him, I realize that that I thought was important don't mean a hill of beans to life eternity with Christ. That's where we have to recondition ourselves. That's where we have to focus on knowing how we know that God is moving in our lives. How do we know that we've been delivered from petty things here on earth? There are some times that you may have come across a person in your life who have done you wrong, and you know they've done you wrong. They've done you so dirty that every time you think about them, it changes your whole demeanor. Well, if you think about that person, they change your whole demeanor. You have not been delivered from that person nor that situation. You've got to let that thing go. I know it hurts. I know it's frustrating. I know it's aggravating. But you've got to let that thing go because why? God wants to build you for eternity. Now, you can get some right now relief. You can go off right now. You can feel good about yourself for the moment. But then when you get to the end of the road, remember what you do for Christ is what's going to last. When you get to the end of the road, or, or you're going to hear God say, well, you know, Mike, I, I, I was positioning you. I put certain people in your life. I knew they was going to create some obstacles for you, but you couldn't let that go. Yeah, you did some wonderful things, Mike. Yeah, you did some powerful things, Mike, but I will not allow you to enter into my gates of glory because you didn't know how to let some things go. You were seeking things right now here on earth instead of seeking me for eternity. Yes, big meals are nice. Yes, money is nice. But when the dust settles, I want to see my Savior and sup with my Savior. I don't want to see him in parting. Depart from me, thy worker of iniquity. I want to I hear him say, come on in, well done, 
you were faithful. You didn't have much, but what you had, you knew it came from me, and you cherished it, and you built it. You kept maintenance and maintenance of it. You, you did everything within your power to say, yes, Lord. When people turned away from you, when people didn't want to hang out with you, when, when people labeled you as Miss Nobody, Mr. Nobody, you held on to my unchanging hand. And you said, yes, Lord. It's worth it, brothers and sisters. Trust me when I tell you. It is absolutely worth it. But do you believe the report? If you believe the report, you then begin to position yourselves. You begin to adjust yourselves and understand that God is going to do it. God has already done it. I got to walk in the faith thereof. I got to have some, some yes, Lord faith. I got to have some right now faith. No, I don't see it happening. No, I don't feel it happening, but I know it's happening. Why? Because my God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. That's what my God told me. My God told me that in the midst of a storm, I can speak to that storm and that storm will calm itself down. That in the midst of a mountain, I don't have to climb no mountain. I can speak to that mountain, and that mountain shall be removed. Do you have that kind of faith? I know you got a bad report this week, last week, two weeks ago, but that doesn't stop God from being God. That doesn't stop his blessings coming on the just and the unjust from falling. Am I going to let some little things trip me up, hook me up? Am I going to focus on the big picture and say, yes, Lord, I will? Yes, Lord, I can. Some of us right now are teeter-tottering back and forth trying to figure out why I can't get ahead. God then gave you specific assignments, and you're holding up, hoping that the pieces come together. No, you work with what you got, and God will fuse the pieces together how he sees fit. He just want to know where you move right now. And if you don't move right now, what makes you think God's going to move at all? He said, I already laid out. He said, what more can he do? We used to sing that song. He's laid the foundation, opened up the door. What more can he do? Walk through the door. By walking through the door, no more excuses. I don't use that I'm too short. I don't use that I'm too tall. I don't use that I'm too wide. I don't use that I'm too thin. I don't use that I'm too dark. I don't use that I'm too light. I don't use excuses. I scrape in with what I got and pour myself out into God. And as you pour yourself out into God and start working on these things that are eternal, this too shall pass. I'm thanking God because I know where he's already brought me from. I'm thanking God because he's been better to me already than I could ever be to myself. I, I think I treat myself pretty good, but can't nobody do me like Jesus, that's already been proven. That's already been established. The question is, do we as born-again believers accept that? Do we acknowledge that? Do we hold fast to that? And do we say, yes, Lord, with conviction? I got a song that I want to share with you. 
if I can find it. And once this song plays, I wanted to minister to you. I wanted to speak to you. No matter what storms you're dealing with in life, you have the power to speak to that storm.
Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I know that God is moving right now. I hate that we had to, you know, do this because of the ground's conditions, but I feel God's power and anointing moving right now. And I just want to pray, God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, I praise you, and I magnify you for being the God of healing, the God of restoration, the God of eternity. And with that, I give you praise. I know that I am still in the construction, God. I know that I'm not perfect, but I'm working on my building each and every day that I could be a worthy vessel to carry your gospel to those other men and women who have yet to turn over to you, that I can be a living example, not just a speaking example, but a living example of what it is to seek things eternal. I thank you for your technology to allow us to still congregate and meet as a body, even when the weather is not permissible, when circumstances are not favorable, we still, those who have a desire to meet with you and fellowship with you. And for that, I give you the glory. I praise you for being my keeper. I praise you for being my healer. And I praise you for being my provider, my redeemer. And we'll give you all these blessings in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We all said thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. I want to give blessings to the Temple family, give blessings to those who were able to join us by way of the phone broadcast. And if the Lord says the same, the creek don't rise and the weather is permittable, we will meet next week at the temple located at 45372 Old Highway 290 in Hempstead, Texas, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Until the next time, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.